Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 99 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Can you even believe that? 99 episodes. Um, This is Brian, and I am so glad to have two of, I'm going to just say it, two of my besties here. Pastor Scott Longyear, hailing from Paradise, Indiana, and none other than Jen Yancey. Jen Smale from the the land of the desert. Right, right. (laughs) Come on. You guys ready for this? Dude, you guys, this is the last one before triple digits. Yes. Triple. It is. It is. Hey, Jen, what's it like? What's fall like out uh, out in Arizona? Like every other season, right? Every other season. <laughs> it looks like we're going to get a sprinkle of fall for a couple days here. We're going to dip into 80. Oh, dipping. 80, dipping. That's a serious dip. Yeah. Serious dippage. <laughs> well, when you're in Indiana, you kind of got to rub it in a little bit because uh, this is where all the, the seasons change and the leaves are amazing. This is uh, the time. This is yeah. the time of year to live in Indiana. And right? then it's three months of depression. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, Jen, would you mind, would you be so kind as to uh, tell the folks about our sponsor, Planning Center Online? I'd love to. Planning Center makes software that is designed to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. Planning Center is a set of online software products you can subscribe to individually or use together as a full church management system. You can always try any product for free for 30 days, which is just absolutely incredible. And they recently launched a new product called Publishing. And Planning Center Publishing, it's a way for your churches to create their own custom content, share sermons with the congregation through the Church Center app and website. And let me say it again, it is completely free during beta, so you can go give that a try. Check it all out by visiting planningcenter.com. Nailed it. She nailed it, ladies and gentlemen. Nailed it. We love Planning Center. We love it. We love it. They're incredible. So you guys, what's going on? Scott, what's happening at Maryland Community Church? And Will, we're just kind of uh, kind of one foot in front of the other. You know, um, they've—I uh, don't know if we talked about it last time or not. They've extended the masking and the social distancing thing, so we're still doing that. We're like still open, trying to navigate navigate through uh, through all that, and just a lot of a lot of other stuff going on. You know, uh, we talked about the book last time, and that continues to go uh, really well. We just uh, did a big video shoot on that. You'll see some stuff coming out. On it, yes. but uh, I've had uh, like this past week. I was supposed to be out this past week with uh, with my mentor uh, most of the week. Uh, that didn't happen. Thank you very much, COVID. Um, so I just like, <laughs> man, I stepped away because I came through Sunday. You've had Sundays like this too, probably. Like I was, I was done. Like I, I woke up on Sunday and I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to go preach. I don't want to go talk to people. I don't want to do anything. Like I felt more exhausted. It was like a physical and and mental and emotional exhaustion. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes I would just plow through that, but I'm like, man, I gotta. We talk to people about all the time. You got to, you got to, you know, build in and stuff. So I just took a little time and was like, I'm just going to like try to refresh this week. So uh, that's what, that's what, that's what I've been up to. It's been a, it's a very unproductive, productive week for me this that's week. So. <laughs> Go get like a, a mani-pedi, a massage. Nothing like, a like that at all. For me, no. Day. no, 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 not in Indiana, baby. 
Feels like a <laughs> feels like a missed opportunity, Scott. Treat <laughs> <Achoo> yourself. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little side note: my parents. Uh, this is so weird. My parents um, uh, at one point had a. Uh, they were masseuses. My parents were masseuses, like legit masseuses. And my mom was always like, "You need to come in and and I'll give you a massage." And I'm like, "Never in the world is going to happen. <laughs> Ever will that will that happen? <laughs> Never." <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> massage from mom. Yeah, that's yeah. not gonna. That's not happening. It's gonna mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the M and M's that are bad. That's right. That's right. That's right. What about you, Brian? How are things in uh, any, any different stuff going on as you guys navigate? Yeah, you know, gaining ground on Christmas. Made some oh, yeah. key decisions this week. That are you, you doing? Know it? How, uh, we're are doing you? it. We're okay. doing it. And you know how they're like all those decisions that you're kind of waiting on. You're kind of waiting on, okay, if I just knew this, I could move forward. Yes. Well, I, I got I got a couple of answers to those kinds of questions this week. And so, yeah, man, we're ready to rock and roll and um, looking forward to it. And I am actually not leading this week. Oh, so good. I'm not like off, but I'm not leading this week. So it's going to give me a chance to go visit uh, a campus, one of the campuses. It's so odd, you know, maybe other guys are, or gals are in this boat, but like I'm planning services for a campus that I've never been to. Wow. So that's weird. Wow. Weird. Yeah. So I'm going to fix that this week. This was the final one uh, for me to get to visit. So yeah. 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 Wow. Rock and roll. Jen, what about you, man? 2911. <laughs> kind of the same stuff. Uh, same thing Scott said. You're putting one foot in front of the other with, with services and we're we're rolling toward Christmas. Uh, actually, today, our uh, Christmas single drops as part of the Dream Dream label. They dropped a Christmas album. I think it's called Volume 5, Dream Christmas, which is really exciting. So we're on there with a bunch of um, other artists, but rolling toward Christmas, it's coming. We've got rehearsals wow. kicking up in because uh, we put on a whole production and stuff on top of oh, my word. weekend services. <laughs> so, Jen, how can we hear how can we hear that? You can hear that actually anywhere that um, music is available for streaming download. If you just look for Dream Christmas Volume 5, it'll pop up. It's on YouTube already. Um, our songs have actually been out on YouTube for a couple of days now. But yeah, anywhere nice. anywhere you can find it, music. And you did, guys did the whole project or you, you have no, a song we have project? we have a song on the project. Okay, so what song is that? It's called Born Is He. Hallelujah. Mm, born nice. Is He. Nice. And wow. he is. He is born. He is. Right? He's born. He's born. Hallelujah. Who's that song for? For everyone. <laughs> it's for everyone. Yeah, while you're looking for that one, look for For Everyone from 2911 Worship, right? Yep. Okay, so we've been telling people about new merch, and Jen is on here. Jen was the uh, godmother of the hoodie. She said, Brian, it's fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you doink, you need a hoodie. Yep. So we have hoodies on our website. <laughs> I actually ordered one to just preview and... It came this week. It's pretty fire. So we've got hoodies. We've got a beanie. We've got long sleeve t-shirts. Um, you know, our t-shirts have been pretty popular. And so we've got the long sleeve tee, same, same exact shirt. It's just got long sleeves. So it should be the same quality and all of that good stuff. So Scott, the, the mastermind behind the WLP coaching network, Jen is a coach and mm-hmm. I show up and do some stuff. What do you, what do you got going on coaching wise, Scott? Tell us. 
Well, uh, you know, if, if you've not jumped into the Coaching Network, uh, jump in right now because it is free. So it's a chance for us to get together once a month. We take a deep dive on one single topic. Like, so this next uh, time that we're together in November, we're talking about how to recruit, pastor, train, and fire volunteers. Whoa. And we're going to do all that within an hour somehow. <laughs> and so uh, we all gather together. Um, we take, again, super super deep dive in the middle of that. We always have a special guest that comes uh, at the end and uh, leads us in a time of worship. So we focus back uh, on the Lord. And then we have small groups that come out of that. So Jen leads one of our small groups and uh, they meet once a month. And it has just been so good for networking and people, especially in a season, people going like, I'm not alone in this. I'm learning stuff. We always we always come off, off of that. And the, the, the people who are participating are just like, man, and this has just been good and refreshing. If you are not taking any steps towards pouring into yourself, uh, you have to do that. You have to do that because when you get better, your entire team gets better. So Amen. Uh, Coaching Amen. Network, love to have you be a part of it. Check out uh, worshipleaderprobs.com. Amen. Amen. Hey, and you've been hearing us talk about our friends at Five Words Media have kicked off uh, round two of Free Church AV, and uh, they told us that the the entries are, are coming in, and so, um, man, you got to get in on this. If you don't know yes. what I'm talking about, uh, Five Words Media is an AVL integrator from Phoenix, and they are uh, they're giving back to the church. They've already done it once. They give they gave a, a complete audio video lighting system to Hope Church in Danville, Virginia, and they're doing it again. So um, if you just go to our Instagram and click the link, uh, you'll see a bunch of links there. And uh, there's a link to just about everything you can do associated with us, including uh, uh, getting in on uh, Free Church AV. It's a really simple entry process, um, and then they want to see a video. They want to see a video of your church and the ministries of your church, and how would some new gear help you get the message of the gospel out to more people? So, yeah. man, check it out. you got to be in it mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. win it. It's mm-hmm. good. Hey, you know, the, uh, let's, get, let's get to the reason that I got out of bed this morning. Let's just get to it. <laughs> Prayer concerns. Rolled out of bed. I'm like, I wonder what Brian has today from the nation on all of the crazy. So what time is it, Brian? It's time for prayer concerns. <laughs> you guys, this, this has been, this gives me more joy. And some some weeks have a little more stank on them. I think this is a week that's got some <laughs> some staying power. So, um, okay, if you don't know what prayer concerns are, in our context, every, every church has like a comment card or a connection card or whatever you call it at your place. And, you know, the idea, there's this section that says, how can we pray for you? And what they're supposed to write is, I got surgery coming up, my mom's sick, hey, whatever. What often is the case is they use that, either that space or the the chat of your live stream they use to just tell you how they think you're doing and sometimes that's not great <laughs> so let's dive right in to prayer concerns all right so prayer concern number 1 a lady commented on our live stream can't hear any vocals before worship even started <laughs> it was still the countdown <laughs> <laughs> Service idea started. It's the countdown. Still, still the countdown. <laughs> Stop playing it this dumb instrumental music. It ain't happening yet, Mama. Come on. <laughs> Come on, fam. Okay. 
Prayer concern number two. Prayer concern number two. Can the stage be less dark? Audio engineer. Sure. <laughs> it's not Again, my job. I think we need, you know what you need to develop, Brian, is that here's, we need the WLP desk that sits at front of house that has all the dummy faders. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Lights, master volume. Whatever. Speed. Like, oh, yes, like, we can. Oh, yes. Speed. Yeah. Speed, yeah, yeah. Temperature. Speed. <laughs> Somebody do. There's some genius right now who can do graphical stuff. Like you design that. Make make it. Let's make this fake product. And uh, absolutely, uh, and stick maybe, our logo and maybe, on. And maybe Brian will push it out. There you go. <laughs> All right, number three. This is a live stream comment also, and it says, "I'm hearing a frying sound." Got a frying sound. Yeah. That was it. That's all? That's it. Hearing a frying sound. Their way of like saying a hiss or something? <laughs> I, it's like, here, do you live at home with your folks and your mom is frying up some bacon? Because that would be delicious. A little worship in bacon. That's what I like to think they meant. <laughs> So much I want to say. It's a frying, it's a frying I just, sound. I just won't. Frying sound. All right, prayer concern number four. Do you realize this music is from the Twilight Zone? What? It, uh, yeah, you know? Like here, I will tell you this. I've, I've played all kinds of stuff under prayer. I've, I've, I used to get text from my boys in the congregation, and they would challenge me for, for lunch, play this play that and i if i slipped it in i got a free lunch so i've played stuff i shouldn't have played but i've never played the twilight zone <laughs> that would be wow. weird wow yeah that would be weird okay prayer concern number five the last one bottom of the pudding cup and it says the worship leader's voice reminds me of the candelabra from beauty and the beast <laughs> 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 I'm like, is that an insult or a compliment? <laughs> I mean, and did he have a French accent? Because right. the, the candelabra is French, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worship Yod, team presents right. your dinner. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. It's like that's so specific. <laughs> Incredibly so specific. specific. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre, man. Oh my gosh. So those are prayer concerns, fam, and we wow. need you to keep sending them in. If you see a meme that talks about what funny comments are you getting, drop something in the comments. We'll always keep your name and your church's name anonymous, or go to the website, worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concern tab, and send them to us. And again, we will always keep you and your name anonymous. So, mm -hmm. okay, one of the things that we love to do is we love to hear from you, and we love to engage in a conversation, and we do that on the podcast in a segment that we call Sliding Into the DMs. So, okay, we have a couple of, you off, have you ever heard the phrase humdinger? <laughs> we have, we have, we are doubling up on humdingers this weekend, okay, on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to tell you what we think about a couple of things. All right. So the first question 
This is the question. In if our, I think our account has been around for about four years, and there is one question that we have gotten more than any other question, and so we're gonna we're gonna tackle it on this week's episode and tell you what we think. Okay, so the first DM question is: Should we sing songs from a church that we differ with theologically? And in a strange, in a very magnanimous, generous gesture, Pastor Scott Longyear has agreed to go first this week. (laughs) You always seem to throw me under the bus. Actually, I think when that question comes in, Brian, it usually comes in with a church name attached to it. It does. Yeah, Uh, it does. um, But so, yeah. So people people would ask that. so the question is, should we sing songs from a church that we don't, do, that we don't agree with theologically? Yeah. Uh, the answer to that is uh, maybe. That's, that's what I think. First Fair. of all, can yeah. I say this? Yeah. I, think, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's great that we're asking the question because, uh, because we care about theology. So yes, mm-hmm. like I, I love that. I love that. Um, I am more interested in the theology of the song than I am the theology of the house. Okay, or the theology mm-hmm. of where, where it's mm-hmm. come from. Now, you got to watch that, that they're tied. And so, so for us, we've wrestled around with that question, um, but we do take a look at at theology of of songs. Like I've said to our worship team before, like like when we sing glory, you know, from glory to glory to glory, uh, like what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like let's talk about mm-hmm. what that means and and dive down deep on that. And the fact of the matter is, you know, we were talking we were talking before, you know, if if I wrote the next. Uh, if I wrote the next hit song and the two of you would only lead worship, uh, lead it in worship, if you agreed 110% with all of my theology, you'd never sing the song. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah, we probably yeah, just yeah. wouldn't. So, so I tend to fall on the, uh, the song, uh, the, the theology of the song itself. Is it, is it true to what I, the, the theological views, the, the house where I'm leading, and to my own theological views? How do you, Jen, how do you handle that? Yeah, you know what? I actually, uh, I really agree with you on that. I think that unless we're willing to start deep diving into every church's theology, you know, there's so much worship music out there. There's there's um, amazing content, but I think if we aren't going to follow through and check in on all of it to pick on one particular place, um, just might not be the right approach. So um, if we see anything in the word, we see that God uses flawed people over and over. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's writing songs that come out of Psalms, you know, we all know what David's life looked like. Even um, <laughs> Moses wrote a psalm or two in there. So, you know, I, I just think it could be a slippery slope. Um, so I agree with you as far as let's look at the theology of the actual song. Um, but I do think also take into consideration the viewpoints of your leaders. Um, I know as a worship leader that we were submitted under the authority of our senior leader. So if our senior leader, I've heard, I've heard the reverse where worship leader um, wants to do a song and the senior leader says no. And so um, I just kind of go respect and honor the senior leader too, but have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it. But I would, I would take each song and really examine that. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. So, okay. Great, great insights from both of you guys. And so, um, you know, we, we're always telling people, examine the, the, the song in light of God's word, okay? And back on episode mm-hmm. one of the podcast, I talked about what is my, what's my process. So if you haven't listened to that, go check out episode one. But I, I gave a list of, and I'll do this quickly. So like, here's my list, okay? Is it true? Is the song true? Um, in light of God's word, is it true? Number two, how's the Holy Spirit speaking to you as you pray and pray for your church and your pastor and your team? What kind of season is your church walking through? 
Uh, number three, does it fit us? This kind of along the lines of what, what mm-hmm. Jen was saying, like you got to know your congregation. That's like worship leader 101. Like know your congregation. Does it fit us? Number four, is it singable? Not every song that comes out is singable. Right. Number five, after listening once, can I tell you what it's about? That's good. Okay. Number I six, like does it encourage participation? That is a must for us, participation. Number seven, what's our theme? And then, you know, does it fit in the set and all those kinds of stuff? Does it challenge us? I also think there's a place for, for, for challenging um, our, our congregation a little bit. So I, I, uh, I follow a guy named Bob Russell. Bob Russell was the, uh, the senior pastor of a, one of the first, like, really booming mega churches in America it was in Louisville, Kentucky, called Southeast Christian Church. And Bob was the pastor there, I don't know, for, for 40 years or something like that. Scott, you may know better than I do, but he was there a really, really long time. Right. And so recently he retired, and he, he writes this blog. He t- takes questions from people. And a, about, oh, maybe two years ago, he got th- this exact question. And so I'm going to just read to you a portion of his answer. So this is a guy who gave his life to serve the church, the local church. And um, so here, there, here are just some excerpts from his blog on this exact question. And, it's, and he says, this, these are the words of Bob Russell. He says, I am not familiar enough with all of the doctrinal positions of those who produce worship and praise music to comment on their orthodoxy. Regardless of the source, I think it is wise for worship leaders to examine the lyrics of every song to ensure it is doctrinally sound and worthy of congregational participation. However, if we eliminate a hymn or praise chorus because we disagree with the doctrinal position of the individual who wrote it or the church they attend, we probably wouldn't have many songs left to sing. Hmm. I don't agree with composer George Friedrich Handel's view on infant baptism, but that doesn't prevent me from worshiping and humming along with Handel's Messiah when it's performed at a church service. And this goes along with what Jen said. Just He says, the Bible says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. That means God uses very imperfect people, including me, to communicate his truth. So I think each individual song should be evaluated on the truth conveyed as well as its singability, not on the individual who originally wrote it or the church they attend. That's my, that's my two cents. And if, if you have written this question as, as a DM, you've probably gotten a response like that from me. You may have even gotten a link to this very blog. Uh, and so, yeah, that, I think we're all kind of in agreement here. Examine the song. Yeah, you know, Brian, we were talking earlier too, and you had some more research on, uh, and I forget exactly what it was, but there were just kind of four different marks. But the the final, do you have that handy? Like that fourth? I do. This this was a challenge to me, and made gave me a little bit of pause to go. Mm, I hadn't thought about that before. Can you read that? Yeah, this is a, a blog written by Todd Wagner, who's the senior pastor at Watermark Community Church in Dallas, and he he lists kind of four criteria for picking songs, and the fourth one was. Would using the song cause us to actively support an errant ministry? Yeah. So, so that makes me that makes me wrestle a little bit. And here's where I would wrestle on that. Um, for most of the people, they don't know if the song was written by Bethel, Elevation, First Baptist, Preston Wood, or Jen Smale. 
right? They they just they right. just don't. I mean, I mean, they're not they're not paying attention. <clears throat> but I think when we look at our our worship teams and our leaders, like, oh man, we're doing a bunch of songs from this church, so it must that we must be trying to emulate that and their ministry, and so they dive in. Uh, kind of a, a real life example, we had a, a young. A uh, young up and coming uh, worship leader, and she's she's like she's in it to win it. She's great what she she does. Um, but because we were doing some songs from a different house, uh, we kind of kind of saw her diving into some of that. And so I asked our team, like, how 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 are we training our worship leaders, and are we going to let another house train them for good or bad? Or are we going are we going to do that ourselves? So I wonder that in that. Um, I think we just need to be a little bit more proactive. Uh, and I'm not saying, say like, I know we're going to do a song from a first church of whatever. We don't really agree with them, but we're going to do that. I'm not saying you do that. Mm-hmm. But as we're training our worship leaders in our teams and our production teams, um, I think, we, I think we, we highlight Jesus more over, over anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, when you said that uh, earlier, that just really started, to, started turning and some stuff in me going, hmm, okay, I, I can see some validity in that. And that's that's a huge that's a great point. Um, that's that's in in the uh, light of this argument. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. And so, and I would say this: okay, like how far do you carry that? Like, does that mean you're only eating at Chick Fil A and In and Out Burger? You know, In and Out Burger has John three sixteen on the bottom of the cup. You know, Chick Fil A is mm-hmm. founded by Chris. Like, so are we only eating at Chick Fil A and right. and In and Out Burger? Do you are we shopping? At Target, you know, I'll guarantee you there's a there's there's something inside Target that is going to be offensive to Christians in some way, some product, you know, or Walmart or whatever this whatever the store is. So like how where do we where's the line for that? Um, And again, like Scott said, we're we're really we're we're looking for a song that stands on its own in light of God's word and we're promoting mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that passage where Paul writes about, um, he's writing about different people preaching the gospel with different motivations. And he kind of says, you know, as long as the gospel is preached, you know, almost like I'm not too worried about that. So I do think that we can kind of get carried away. That is a, that is a very challenging thing to think on. Are we inadvertently supporting an Aaron ministry? I, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, I think that we can start getting focused on majoring on the minors, you know, um, and I kind of go as long as Jesus is being exalted. And I think as long as we're shepherding our teams properly um, and, and, you know, helping them to understand things and watching for that, watching where are we emulating and trying to become another ministry or are we taking a song and bringing it into our body and into our context and kind of making it for our house. That's, you know, that's kind of a different deal, but there's no easy answer here. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think yeah, the yeah. bottom line is wrestle with it. Yeah. In your context, your every church should wrestle with this question. Every team, every worship leader, every creative team, whatever, every leadership team, every church should wrestle with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as we're taking uh taking hard questions uh, today. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah, just some light listening here for the Let's uh let's dive into this. I'm super interested in this conversation uh with with Jen on what it's like to be a, a female worship leader in a male-dominated field. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Brian and I, Brian and I, I could, could do this and could tell you all, all this stuff, and we would be completely wrong and come from a place <laughs> of, like, just not knowing. And That's so, two men. This is what we think. Right, right, I mean, Scott, right, if you right. had done the spa day thing, you might have—oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 
Oh, yeah, see, that <laughs> see, that's an example of why we didn't tackle this question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, there's been a lot of diversity questions, and you know, I have two daughters as they're as they're growing up in a you know male dominated world, and and uh, how how does this all all play and and stuff, and so. Man, Jen, like, help us, like, help us understand, like, okay, first of all, I'll just ask, ask you this. So can I just say this? Can you, as we get into some, maybe some uncomfortable conversations, give Brian and I a pass on our Neanderthal brain? Yeah. Okay. Because we're probably going to say something dumb or like, whatever. Like, we want to, we want to learn in the middle, in the middle of all of this. Um, so I'll just start off with this. I'm just going to um, mute my mic as she starts it. I'm just <laughs> muting my mic. <laughs> So, yes, I agree with Jen. I agree with Jen. There's no dumb question. It's a conversation I think that yeah. needs to be had over and yeah. over again. So there's yeah. there's yeah. no dumb question in my mind. Do we, do do we know the uh, what's the percentage of, of female versus male worship leaders uh, professionally? Do we do we know mm. that? I do not you, know that. Can you Google that real quick? Uh, say, yeah, someone can Google that. What's interesting though, when you look at church statistics, isn't church attendance higher among women in general yes. than men? Yep. yep. So yeah, I think so. It's really interesting when you you look at who's making up most of uh, church attendance, even volunteer force. Even looking at my church's volunteer force, it's highly women. <laughs> but when it when it comes to a worship leading, it's a different story. Mm. So let me ask this, Jen. Like, uh, so being a, a a female leading worship in uh, in a, like it, this fa- male female thing is it really that big of an issue? I, I, I'm sounding mean like that. I'm, I'm baiting you. I'm, I'm not going like this is not. But like, is it really? Is it? Is it? Is it really a bigger issue than we think? I think it's a valid issue. I think okay. how we approach it, we can make it bigger or smaller depending on how we approach it. It's definitely a valid issue. It really is. I've seen some women get hung up on on it to a point that's super destructive. Um, and then there's other women that just aren't impacted and they don't, you know, they don't care. They're just going to keep doing their thing. So it's definitely a valid issue. How have how have you seen you you said you've seen people get hung up on it and be super destructive? How have you seen that play its play out? So I think that there's two there's there's two ways women can uh, kind of approach this. One approach for the validation is kind of bullying people into mm-hmm. accepting mm-hmm. you as a female leader, and and I've seen kind of women do that. Hey, I'm a woman. I'm called to do this. I'm called to preach. I'm called to sing. I'm called to lead. Um, and, and their their way their approach is abrasive. It's a, it's abrasive, almost like you need to recognize this. You need to validate this. So that's kind of one approach I've seen. Um, and a a different approach, one that I try to take when I try to encourage other leaders to take is to, um, to just humbly serve with a gentle spirit, a gentle spirit and, um, you know, speak up when needed. And if you feel that there's, there's really something that's bothering you, but I, I just find that faithfulness in serving um, can probably speak more of a message than you grabbing someone by the shoulders and shaking them and say, you need to recognize me. I'm a leader. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because that does the exact opposite of what, yes. yep. of what Amen. we want. And yep. they're right. like, so I'm going to speak from the male side there. There have been some interactions with some females that I'm like, they are abrasive. Like you say, uh, bullying. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to work with you. I don't want to be around you. It's just, you're making it super hard. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like we're humble here. And then I feel like if I say anything, then it's like all, mm-hmm. all crazy, mm-hmm. but I still want to be sensitive to, right. to that. Like, have you, Jen, have you, have you felt like, have, have you felt discouraged as, as a woman in this role? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I absolutely have. Like how so? Um, so there's been, there's been settings I've walked into, um, where, you know, maybe there's a whole bunch of worship leaders gathering for some sort of an event locally here. And I walk in and I see there's 
you know, 45 dudes and there's three of us girls and you can kind mm. of just see it. You feel like you feel like you don't belong. I think that's probably the, the wow. biggest feeling is you wow. walk in, you can walk into a room where there's a bunch of, and they tend to kind of overlook you or skirt around you. There's this awkwardness there. Um, so there's kind of a feeling of, I don't belong here. Or the other thing is, you know, well, women are here so we can sing your backup harmonies. Um, and, and so that's, that it's kind of tough, you know, so it is a real thing. Um, I do want to say this, um, this would be a challenge to men. I think that something that could help is my biggest challenge would be tap into empathy. You know, empathy is is something that we're not about thinking about how someone else is feeling. And so what, what I would say to men, especially in that situation, if you, if you see there's a female worship leader and they're extremely outnumbered, Imagine people questioning your ability to lead or your validity as a leader simply because of your gender. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a, just try to imagine that for a, for a moment that someone would question whether or not you should lead only because of that. Not not your talent, your ability, your your competency, any of that. It's just well because you are a man. Imagine someone saying that. Well, because you're a man. So, so help. Help, uh, help Brian out on this because he's not good at this. Um. <laughs> dullard, dullard. I got the big L on the forehead. So I was in a conversation with uh, a guy who's uh, part of a. I won't give you the name. But he's a very, a very large ministry. They did some diversity training, and um, one in, in part of the training, he's like, "We have to be super careful right now." He said, "But one thing they, they said, you know, when we go out and we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll take, go out to dinner and it's like a pastor and his wife, or it's like this mixed group or whatever. They challenged us that like, we spend most of the time talking to the man. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like I naturally do that. Um, and I think some of my own prejudice of like, well, the man's probably leading or whatever. Um, so that's prejudice that I have to walk through, but help me with this, Jen, because here's where, here's where I feel like for me, you talk about, you know, including, uh, you know, you feel like you don't belong and you want to include, you want to tap, tap into empathy. How do we do that and not be creepy? Okay. Because, you know, legitimately, like I, in, in ministry, I've set up some very strong guardrails and I don't spend time alone with the female. Mm-hmm. I want to be real careful, man. We started to get some artistry stuff. It can get really, uh, mm-hmm. really weird in the intimacy of, of worship and that, like how, how, how can you still maintain those boundaries, but yet be inclusive? Right. Right. Well, I think a good starting place is to maybe and I would maybe do it in a group, slightly group setting, do it with someone else there. But I would try to actually get a gauge on how you're actively doing as a leader with, if you, so if you, if you're a leader and you have other female mm-hmm. leaders on the team, I would ask the females, Hey, how do you feel on this team? Uh-huh. Do you feel overlooked? Do you feel included? How, how do you feel? Cause this isn't an issue in some places. Some women are like, Nope, I'm good. And so you can't address it unless, unless you first try to, to, gauge it. So I would say Hmm. gauge it. And the less we can make it a taboo topic, I think the better, the more, Hmm. the more comfortable Hmm. we can, we can help each other feel with like, you know, you're a valid part of this team. You contribute to this team more than just singing that soprano harmony for us. You bring, we, we want you here. The more we can kind of help our female team leaders and team members to understand that the better, the more they'll open up. And I think a lot of women truthfully are just they're, they're happy to be serving. 
a lot of women, at least from what I've seen, are happy to be submissive. What I, I think what happens is we turn this into like a, you are completely unsubmissive and you just want to run everything. And from what I've seen, mm. that isn't the case. It's more of, I just want to be acknowledged. Mm. I don't have to be in charge of everything. I don't have, to, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to rule everyone. I just want to be acknowledged um, and, and seen that I'm here and seen that God has placed the gifting and an anointing and a call on my life um, that is beyond harmonies. So you probably do different than, um, so if you, if you come into uh, leading a team, you, you come in from a little bit different, well, from a lot, probably a, a different uh, lens than a man would, like Brian, Brian and I would, mm-hmm. in that we're just, we're just like, okay, everybody's doing, is doing their thing. What's the big deal? And you come in thinking like, man, I have some women here who probably feel like yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so what I'm hearing is, is for men, we would probably do well to go like, okay, here's my entire team. Uh, my guys, my guys probably don't even, this isn't even on their radar. And for some of my, my females, they, they may be feeling like this. So I need to be sensitive to that as a leader when it comes to uh, just some, just some leadership stuff. Yeah. There's, you know, I serve in a church. I'm really grateful. I serve in a church where our pastor absolutely believes in female leaders. So it's not an issue within our church, but there have been moments where um, I've had to sit down with my direct leader and kind of talk through like, Hey, you know, do do you realize that all of these songs that we're introducing, they're all male led or do you, do you, you know, like as a female, do you know how, how kind of this feels where the song catalog that we have is 95% male led. And so for us girls, what we get to lead and sing is kind of, you know, scraps and that kind of thing. I try to help broaden the perspective and and not so much to kind of go, Hey, you're doing this wrong, but to kind of go, let's broaden our perspective. And same for me, I need to be aware. Like if I, if I come into my team and I'm emotional and I'm moody and I'm, you know, <laughs> berating everybody, what I, I need to be aware what their perspective could be too, the, the male perspective. So mm-hmm. again, I think it's a conversation. That's really good, man. That's really good. So, okay, Jen, if you were going to if you were going to give a couple of um, words of encouragement to like the female leaders who are listening, what would you, what would you say to them? Um, I would, I would say this. I just want to speak to their, their hearts. You are just as much a representation of the image of God as men are. That's there. There's no discrepancy there between men and women. We're all a representation of God's image. And so realize that you are seen by the most high. You are needed. You are valued. You are loved. Um, regardless of what your role is, um, regardless of recognition, we have to know that the Lord sees us. Um, he's the one that we're really doing all of this for anyway. So even if titles and recognition and whatnot don't ever come, um, everything does kind of come down to that audience of one. And if you're living your life to, to please him and to serve him and offering up worship to him, um, just, just kind of always remembering that, keeping that in mind so that we don't get thrown off, um, by what we see when, when people fall short or people have different opinions and different convictions. Mm. So th- that would be probably the biggest thing I say to women. You are seen, you're needed, you're valued, you're loved. And that's good. That's mm. good. That's so good. Thank, thank you for helping us. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to even how I, I set this up and made a crack about a spa day. What a dumb thing for a guy to, for a guy to say, but I'm a dumb guy. So uh, I found that funny though. Okay. Well, good. Well, I don't ever want that to be offensive. So, and, and thank you for helping us and allowing us to ask questions. Is there anything, did we leave anything on the table? Like, is there anything that we didn't ask that we, you said, man, I wish they would have asked this. 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. The biggest thing is just remember it's an ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. This isn't kind of a one and done thing. I think it's something that we have to be just attentive to and aware of and not be afraid to ask the people that we're serving with or that are serving under us. Hey, how do you feel? You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. So, yeah. And that's great. That's great. Thank you. Thanks for your insight on that, man. Both of you, both of you. And to you all, thanks for listening, man, to episode 99 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Yeah, remember to hit subscribe there on the podcast platform of your choice and do us a favor, go to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star review and only say nice things. You know, exactly. just do exactly. just do what your mama says. If you can't say something nice, <laughs> don't leave a review. <laughs> it's just, and, and here's, it's not so that Brian can feel better about, you know, what he's doing or anything like that. But what it does is it helps to spread the word because we want to see more and more people uh, become encouraged, get closer to each other and closer to Christ too. So make sure you do that. Yeah, yeah. And keep following us on all the socials. Thanks. Thank you for those of you that do follow us. And if you don't follow us yet, hop on there. We're at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram and Facebook. And we're even on the Tiki Talk. Right. I think Brian's on the Tiki Talk. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're on there. <laughs> we're on there. And we're on Twitter too. Um, we have an interesting handle, but if you look for the hashtag Worship Leader Probs, you will find us on Twitter too. So make sure you follow us. Yeah, don't forget about uh, the coaching network. Uh, coming up next month, we're going to talk uh, about uh, recruiting. Uh, uh, let me get it right. Recruiting, pastoring, training, and firing uh, volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I'd uh, love, to, love to have you on that. For more information, just go to worshipleaderprobs.com. Yeah. And guys, we're so grateful for you and the fact that you listen and you share the memes and all the things that you're doing. Keep your questions coming. Uh, slide into those DMs and ask us, t- talk to us about uh, what, how you've addressed these two questions that we, we tackled today. Yeah. Uh, songs uh, from churches that are theologically different and uh, being a female worship leader in a male-dominated uh, culture. I mean, Talk to us about how you're, you're, you're dealing with that. We want to hear from you and keep those prayer concerns coming, you know, website, hit the prayer concerns tab, or you can DM those uh, to us as well. Hey, and again, a a huge shout out to our friends at Maven Media Productions uh, for their help with the podcast. Uh, If you're looking for help with uh, consulting, design, branding, or social media, uh, hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. Just amazing, amazing people. Uh, who love Jesus and they're called to, to serve the church. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke uh, for our uh, voiceover intro. And thanks to you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation, for listening. And until next time, deuces. Arrivederci. Million later. <laughs>